0: Welcome back to Ask God 365, where we seek to find answers to life's difficult questions found in the Word of God. In this weekly podcast, we will discuss a very, very important and tough and challenging question. We trust that we will listen together, learn together, think, grow, join us on this podcast journey to the infinite God through his word. Taste the goodness, greatness, and matchless love of God. Ask God 365, answers to life's difficult questions. Today's question centers around what are Christian nationalism and the Project 2025 mandate for leadership? As we discuss the Parousia and the imminent Second Coming of Jesus Christ, these two movements are gathering much attention and discussion within both liberal and conservative groups, period. We are in Perugia, and the Second Coming of Jesus is imminent. These two movements are growing and maturing, Christian Nationalism and Project 2025 the mandate for leadership. Christian nationalism is a term used to describe a political and cultural ideology that seeks to merge Christianity with national identity or governance. It is characterized by the belief that the nation should be explicitly Christian in nature and that Christian beliefs and values should play a central role in shaping government policies, laws, and societal norms. The key features of Christian nationalism may include, number one, religious identity and nationalism. Advocates of Christian nationalism often emphasize the idea that the nation's identity is intrinsically tied to its Christian heritage. They may argue that the nation was founded on Christian principles and seek to preserve or restore what they see as a Christian foundation American history would argue that the United States was founded on a blended secular and Christian belief system neither a secular nation nor a theocracy the founding of America was influenced by a variety of philosophical political and religious ideas the United States was not explicitly founded as a secular nation nor was it founded as a theocracy. Instead, the founding fathers sought to establish a government that protected religious freedom and avoided the pitfalls of religious persecution and coercion that had occurred in Europe. Several key principles reflect the founders' approach to religion and governance. Number 1. Religious Freedom The framers of the United States Constitution, many of whom were influenced by the Enlightenment, recognized the importance of religious freedom. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, part of the Bill of Rights, explicitly prohibits the establishment of a state religion and protects the free exercise of religion. Number two, separation of church and state. Although the phrase separation of church and state does not appear in the Constitution, it has been interpreted from the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The idea is to prevent the government from favoring one religion over another or interfering with the practice of religion. Number three, deistic influences. Some of the founding fathers, including Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin, held deistic beliefs. Deism generally involves the idea of a creator god, but rejects specific religious doctrines. While not all founders were deists, their influence contributed to a more secular tone in certain aspects of the founding era. It is important to note that while the principles mentioned above reflect a commitment to religious freedom and a degree of secularism in governments, the United States has always been a diverse nation with citizens of various religious beliefs. The historical context also includes periods where specific Christian values played a role in public discourse. Over time, the interpretation and application of these principles have been subject to debate and legal challenges, and the relationship between religion and government in the United States remains an evolving complex issue. Number four, influence on government. Christian nationalists may push for the integration of Christian beliefs into government institutions and policies. This could manifest in efforts to have religious symbols or expressions in public places, as well as advocating for legislation based on specific interpretations of Christian morality. This is articulated in detail in Project 2025, the Mandate for Leadership Handbook. Next, we discuss cultural and social issues. The ideology may extend to cultural and social issues, that is, Christian nationalism, influencing stances on topics such as abortion, LGBTQ plus rights and education. Christian nationalists may seek to shape laws and policies in alignment with their religious beliefs. Next, opposition to secularism. Christian nationalists often oppose what they perceive as secular influences in government and society, advocating for a more overt recognition and incorporation of Christian values into public life. It is important to note that not all Christians or religious individuals support Christian nationalism, and there are various perspectives on the relationship between religion and government. Critics of Christian nationalism argue that it can lead to exclusionary practices, undermine religious freedom, and create unnecessary tensions in a diverse society. The prominence and influence of Christian nationalism can vary across different countries and regions, and its impact on politics and society is a subject of ongoing debate. Faithful America, their warning on a frighteningly real right-wing threat. A right-wing effort to amend the U.S. Constitution is being denounced by the Christian group Faithful America as frighteningly real threat made up of a variety of Christian groups and beliefs. From the Faith America website, Faithful America is the largest online community of Christians putting faith into action for social justice. Our members, Catholic, Protestant, and more, Are sick of sitting quietly while Jesus' message of good news is hijacked by the religious right to serve a hateful, hateful political agenda. We're organizing the faithful to challenge Christian nationalism and white supremacy and to renew the church's prophetic role in building a more free, stable, and just society. We raise our collective voices through rapid-response digital campaigns that tap into the grassroots power of Christians across the nation. When corporations and religious institutions invoke a twisted definition of religious freedom to justify bigotry, we speak up. When hate groups purport to speak for Christianity, we act. When bishops embrace discrimination and partisanship, we stand with our plurality of Catholic members to hold the U.S. hierarchy accountable to the inspiring words of Pope Francis. We're sticking up for courageous Christian voices, acting for fairness and freedom in every denomination. We're fighting for social, economic, and racial justice, standing with Black Lives Matter movement, and upholding the gospel's value of love, equality, and dignity. Together, we're helping to make a difference for immigrants, refugees, the climate, the LGBTQ community, and more." Unquote. The next topic we'll discuss is Christian nationalism to push to amend the Constitution. The Constitution has only been amended via two-thirds majority vote in Congress and ratification by three-fourths of the states. However. Article 5 of the founding document also allows amendments to be ratified in a constitutional convention, which can be triggered at the request of two-thirds of state legislatures. The Group Convention of States Action, COSA, backed by prominent lawmakers like Speaker of the House Mike Johnson and conservative media figures like Fox News host, Sean Hannity, is hoping to force a convention that critics say could allow a small right-wing minority to fundamentally change the country's legal framework. Faithful America, which backs social justice causes and opposes Christian nationalism, has launched a petition calling on state legislatures to reject the COSA plan as an effort to write Christian nationalism into our Constitution and overturn our most basic freedoms, and replace the separation of church and state with an American theocracy. COSA is an extremist project endorsed by far-right figures like Speaker Mike Johnson, Steve Banyan, and Tucker Carlson that seeks to force a constitutional convention, throw out civil rights and the New Deal, and enact an American theocracy. The Faithful America petition page states. There are zero, zero rules for such a convention, meaning that the people whom conservative states select to rewrite the Constitution could be unelected, unaccountable, and funded by right wing billionaires like the Koch brothers, with no limit to what they can change, it continues. Faithful America goes on to say that the COSA plan would allow Christian nationalism. To gut the Constitution in Jesus' hijacked name, while urging state legislators to instead reclaim Christiana's prophetic voice for the true gospel values of love, equality, and social justice. The t- petition had been signed over 10,000 times. COSA says that a convention held under its plan would only allow amendments that limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government impose fiscal restraints and place term limits on federal officials. While the Constitution does not lay out a specific progress process for how amendments would pass in a convention, the group is advocating for each state to have a single vote, which would give sparsely populated red states like Wyoming, with a population of around 580,000, as much power as roughly 39 million residents of the blue state, California. At the moment, 19 Republican states have already signed on to the COSA plan with efforts to pass legislation ongoing in several other states. A total of 34 states would need to back the plan for a convention to be called. Any amendments coming from a convention would still need to be ratified by at least 38 states. While the COSA effort has been gaining steam, Democrats currently control enough state legislatures that the plan is unlikely to become a reality soon. Republicans command 28 state legislatures while Democrats preside over 19. Control is split by the parties in three other states. Next topic is Christian nationalism and Project 2025 Mandate for Leadership. From the Project 2025 website, building now for a conservative victory through policy, personal, and training. The actions of liberal politicians in Washington have created a desperate need and a unique opportunity for conservatives to start undoing the damage the left has wrought and build a better country for all Americans in 2025. It is not enough for conservatives to win elections. If we're going to rescue the country from the grip of the radical left, we need both a governing agenda and the right people in place ready to carry out this agenda on day one of the next conservative administration. This is the goal of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project. The project will build on four pillars that will collectively pave the way for an effective conservative administration. A policy agenda, personnel, agenda, a training agenda, and a 180-day playbook. This project is the effort of a broad coalition of conservative organizations that have come together to ensure a successful administration begins in 2025. With the right conservative policy, recommendations, and properly vetted and trade personnel to implement them, we will take back our government. The 2025 Presidential Transition Project is being organized by the Heritage Foundation and builds off Heritage's longstanding mandate for leadership, which has been highly influential for presidential administrations since the Reagan era. Most recently, the Trump administration relied heavily on Heritage's mandate for policy guidance and embracing nearly two-thirds of Heritage's proposals within just one year in office. Paul Danz, former Chief of Staff of the Office of Personnel Management during the Trump administration, serves as the director of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project. Spencer Credian, former special Assistant to the President and Associate Director of Presidential Personnel, serves as associate director of the project. Next topic is Christian patriotism, following the life of Christ. Jesus was not a politician. He did not promote a secular or political solution to the world's problems. His solution was very simple. He lived by two overarching commandments. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Christian patriotism can refer to a belief or sentiment that combines Christian religious values with a strong sense of loyalty and devotion to one's country. Individuals who identify with Christian patriotism often see their faith and national identity as interconnected, viewing their commitment to Christian principles as integral to their love for and their loyalty to their country. This concept can manifest in various ways such as the belief that a nation's laws and policies should align with Christian moral values, or that the country itself has a special place in God's plan. It can also involve a commitment to social and political causes that are perceived as in line with Christian teaching. It's worth noting that interpretations and expressions of Christian patriotism can vary widely among individuals and communities, and the relationship between faith and patriotism is a complex and nuanced topic. Different people may understand and practice Christian patriotism in different ways, and this can be influenced by factors such as theological beliefs, cultural context, and individual experiences. Examples of Christian patriots were Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, Ezra, Nehemiah, Jesus, Stephen, Paul, the Waldenses, the Huguenots, Roger Williams, C.S. Lewis, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, and millions more who stood clearly for the promulgation of the gospel of Jesus Christ of peace as the biblical solution to evil and discord. We can join the mission of Jesus Christ as a Christian patriot by preaching good tidings to the poor, healing the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. My friend, Jesus is coming soon. He will set up his kingdom based on God is love, and the aforementioned two commandments. Might does not equal right. The gospel of God's kingdom is not one of force or coercion, but one of servanthood. May God help us not to join the swirling forces that wish to force religious mandates and lead America to become a theocracy. That's not what the founding fathers were thinking for these United States. Let's learn from the lessons of our nation's and world's history. Otherwise, we are destined to repeat the mistakes and experience the horrors of the past. May God bless you and keep you. Keep your eyes and ears open. You may wish to consider the monumental book on this subject, The Great Controversy. May God be with you Thank you for listening to another episode of Ask God 365, where we seek to find answers for the world's difficult questions through the word of God. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again.